Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. My name is Matt Hay, and I am here with uh, my cohort, Joel Cunningham. Say hi, Joel. Hi, Joel. Yeah, that's perfect. It's always the lamest way to introduce yourself. I've <laughs> got a very itchy eye at the moment. I apologize. Yeah, you're just like rubbing your eye over there. It's going to be all red, I imagine. It's just going to fall I out of swimming. there. I'm trying to get in con shape is what I call it because I'm going to <laughs> Comic-Con. And so I've been working out a lot more. I've been swimming, I've been running. What's con what shape? Con, Wait, con, like com, Comic-Con. Like I know, con but shape. like, what does that mean to you? Like Con shape is healthy shape because you need all the energy to run from like all the – you need energy and you'd be able to run because a lot of times you're like, I need to get in this line. It's like like 10-minute run away. And, and that's funny. And that's funny because literally and you five eat really unhealthy. Five yeah. minutes ago, you just told me about how unhealthy you eat while you're at con. I, exactly, you eat really unhealthy, so you like pay for it while you're there. You know, <laughs> like you build up the points. <laughs> I'm going way too into this. They'll just suffice to say that I'm working out right now because I need to get in better shape because I have a little bit of belly and <laughs> I want to be in better shape. Working on your con bod. Yeah, make sure all the you know lovely geeky girls. Checking, checking out the con. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally came way too far with that one. We I? are going to write a how to get in con bod shape uh, That is amazing. That is for amazing. dummies. The, how to yeah. get in con shape for dummies. Yeah. Yeah. Con, get your con bod. <laughs> well, most people probably need, um, I shouldn't I should We are going to, we are just There's gonna... a lot of people that could use that book is all we, I'm going to say. There's we're... some people that wear some costumes that I'm like, you need a how to get in con shape book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We are going to uh, scrap this episode of tube talk (laughs) to bring you uh the con bod episode yes the new podcast which is just about how to get in shape for con con bods yes all right (laughs) so this is our tube talk episode where we talk about uh just kind of the latest in television um maybe talk about some shows that we've had a chance to check out some old shows new shows whatever it may be talk about what's coming up but um yeah so we uh, got a couple of things that we're going to kind of touch on a little bit yeah and again we, we are in this weird summertime lull where there's not a lot of new stuff happening there is stuff right around the corner yeah netflix is still pumping out new content and so we're going right. to talk about some netflix stuff yeah yeah, um, yeah um and then game of thrones is right around the corner yes, too I'm so excited about. i mean that sort of thing and so we'll, we'll definitely touch on that here yeah um but uh more importantly we're going to wrap up uh in this Wrap episode, uh, the finale of uh, season three of Better Call Saul. A Better Call Saul. Yes. A Better Call Saul. And so let's let's actually just start with that. Um, yeah, and, real quick. Some good ways to get connected, though. Oh, yeah. Do that, Joel. I can do that. Just real quick, though. Yeah. So, yeah, we have our website, realreviewmedia.com. Um, we'd love to see you getting connected on there. Also, our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, which are all, it's uh, facebook.com slash realreviewmedia, or you can find us at realreviewmedia on Twitter and Instagram. And then lastly, definitely love to hear uh, any thoughts, perspectives, uh, good vibes from you through email, which is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Feel free to send us a line. Right. Yes. Boom. Awesome. So then, yes, let's get into Better Call Saul. Oh, Better Call Saul. So I, um, I like this episode probably more than you did, Joel. But yeah. um, I liked, um, I liked a number of things of it. Um, the one thing I didn't like is is we didn't get any Mike. Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought we'd see something else. So we last saw him, he was uh, just having to deal with Madrigal. In yeah, Lydia. he's played it really. I mean, not he, but the character has been very absent the last couple episodes at least. It's been like. I thought it was in episode nine. I thought he did the magical thing in episode nine. Maybe that wasn't it. Um, he did I, the big, the last big thing that I remember seeing with him was him signing up the magical. Yeah, but like he hasn't 
really done anything. There hasn't yeah. really been any forward momentum with this character. He hasn't been setting anything up. It's really just been him sort of creating that new relationship. Yeah. And so I, I've wanted a bit more of them. And maybe, and like what I was thinking is that my assumption was that maybe what we were going to see was a big shocker at the end of this episode or this last episode's last season closer was you were going to realize that they had caught up to almost the same timeline um, as Breaking Bad. Yeah. And that maybe we would have like a Jesse appearance or something like that. So they had really gotten closer, had caught up. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was thinking they were saving him up for. But nothing. Yeah. So that was disappointing to me in a way because I was wanting something. Mm -hmm. Give me some direction of where he's going. You know, he's working with Mike. Uh, Nacho, I was glad to see what happened with Nacho. Yeah, that was a highlight for me too. That was like the highlight. Yeah, the whole episode. Finally got uh, Hector. He had his heart attack and his medicine didn't help him. Which I'm actually surprised they didn't bring Mike too. I mean, he was kind of connected to that whole, I mean, that would have been bad, I guess. Mike didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah, he didn't want to be a part of it. And plus, yeah, that just was bad. Bad call on my part. Good thing they didn't include. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, anyways. Um, another highlight I, I loved. Uh, um, and I told you this earlier. I loved Howard kind of sticking it to Chuck. Chuck was trying yeah. to like bring HHM like to its knees, you know. And yeah, first Howard sticks it to Chuck, and yeah. then Chuck sticks it to Chuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I was sad to see him go. Like, what is that? Like, I hate to see you leave, but not sad to see you go. I are you, wait, are you talking about just Chuck dying? Yeah, his yeah. passing. I mean. I didn't really care about him all that much. We know I've, I've made no like actually people loathed him, right? So and and that's okay. And I think they wrote him to be that way. Yeah. Um. I I was kind of like, well, this is kind of the end of him. I think it's more about the implications. I think this is where kind of our difference of opinions just kind of happens a little bit here. Yeah. Is I liked it because it was a little bit a little bit of a cliffhanger. I'm gonna say, oh, is he still alive? Uh, which was then disputed by uh, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gold. They're like, yeah, he's he's, he's gone. gone. Yeah. Um. And then I, my what I liked about it is with the implications of Jimmy and how that's going to affect him in future seasons. Yeah. Um. I think that's good. I I was more I was fine with him going, and I was fine in a way with how it happened. Although it felt a little anticlimactic for him to just kind of off himself such a non like that's a really rough way to go to like burning yourself alive right. <laughs> you would hope that like if you were going to do that maybe you would like pass out from like smoke inhalation or something he should have like just turned on all the electricity first well i mean and like he's just a, lost his mind and he's then a smart him. enough guy and he's never tried to commit suicide before that i feel like he's a smart enough guy that he would do like the standard type way of maybe doing that which would be like you know, pills or, you know, God forbid, like killing, like hanging himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's ex- as extreme as I would have seen it go. But like to burn yourself alive is like such a ridiculously intense way to kill yourself. I have a feeling that we might see. Which is a weird thing to do. We might <laughs> I'm see. I'm debating like, right now. <laughs> I have a feeling we might kill see. Yourself, Matt, how would you do it? At the beginning of season four, I, I have a feeling we'll be like, you know, there'll be like the cops will be talking to Jimmy. They'll be like, hey. Yeah, he, 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 your brother died. Um, he, you know, it looked like he was struggling trying to get out of the house. You yeah. Know? And I was like, oh, that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah. I, that um, could be bad. You um, like this flash shot of him and he's just like, eh, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, uh, sorry, that was, that no, was that's morbid. okay. I, I kind of, I kind of like the, the way that that, um, even shooting himself. I mean, I'm going really down this path here, but like just something that's a little bit less painful. That's like a really painful oh, way I would imagine to die. You know what one of my favorite scenes was? And this is totally 
non-important scene what? was Kim going to Blockbuster. I thought that was amazing. I was like, <laughs> holy cow, it takes me back. I was like, the fact that she's at a Blockbuster. I was, thought that was awesome. I was like, where did they find all the Blockbuster merch and everything? And all like, from that yeah, movies from that time period? Exactly. She's like oh picking them out. I thought that was just so nostalgically cool. Yeah. Um, her twist there was a bit weird to me. Like I understand yeah. why, but it was a bit weird to me that she just suddenly like up and decided that she's, yeah, I'm just going to let that go and not really do anything. I mean, I understand why, because she's obviously realized that she's kind of gone overboard a little bit Mm -hmm. with the amount of work that she's trying to do. But at the same time, like, that's who she is. She's always been that way. So that suddenly changes. I don't know. I don't know. That just was- It's like a near-death experience, I think, is probably what they're going at. Yeah. Going for. But um, I- She seemed fine, though. She seemed like she was okay- but then all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm just going to take a break. Even though I'm totally fine, right. except physically, I'm just going to take a break. I don't know. Um, and then finally we got some rectification of Jimmy messing with Irene. Yes. Um, he he that knew- That was good. He, it was good. It was yeah. really good. It was it was you a great thing. He knew that he had to take the brunt of it and basically burn all the bridges in yeah. order to make everybody back on board with Irene. And he, he legitimately felt bad for what he did. And he's like, I got to make this right. And- um, and we got, we got to see that. I forget her name. What's that lawyer's name from, uh, Davis in Maine. That was like really annoying that uh, Linda. Yeah. That came and like talked to him over the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. She was terribly annoying when we was oh, back yeah. in the first half of the season. And, yeah. um, and then she comes up again. I was like, Oh yeah. I forgot. Oh how no, 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 not Linda. I forget her name. I know you're talking about, I'm sorry. I was, I, she did a great job, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making her, her resurgence into the script, I thought she played that really, that really well. And you kind of knew where that was going. Yep. Like you could tell, but she, but she played it in a way that I thought was realistic. She's a good actress, I think. Yeah, I, you know. for sure. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> she played it in a way that was like, okay, you can tell that she's kind of rehearsed this, but not at the same time. Yeah. And that turns out to be exactly what it was. Yeah. I'm just thinking of her as like an actual actor that's acting out a scene where she's trying to pretend like she has something rehearsed, but yeah. she doesn't actually have it rehearsed. It would be a really hard role to play, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess that's it really for that. I guess looking ahead at season four, um, it's it's uh, they, they have mentioned that they see they can see this thing approaching its end real soon. I, I still have a feeling that season four is going to be the last season. Yeah. Um, I would agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what they've got left story-wise. I mean, they've already right. killed off Chuck. It looks like, <clears throat> excuse me, it looks like we've also got Hector now, who's kind of kicked, not kicked the bucket, but gotten into, I'm guessing, his, his wheelchair, wheelchair state. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and his bell. Yeah, so I mean, there's-, there's They got to explain away Kim. That's <clears throat> about the, one of the biggest things. And get Saul his company. Or his Kim, new. they got to get Saul's company. They've also got to explain kind of where that pre-existing story, like with the Cinnabon stuff- where that ties in? I want to see. I want to see maybe a whole episode. I was hoping. On that. I would love an episode, but I was actually hoping that with this last season finale, that they would have given a little more snippet to that. Maybe there's a reason they're playing that close to the chest, but I was hoping they would give a give a little taste of it. So far, they've only done season premieres with those little flash forward things. Yeah. So I I don't know. I'd like to see. I'd like to see on the final season if they're gonna do it like a whole episode based on like what happens after the fact. You know. Yeah, I'd Maybe like to some kind of, redemption. Or I'm something. connected enough with Jimmy's story that I want to see him outside of just the Breaking Bad, in the sense that, like, you know, where he ends in the Breaking Bad story for the most part. But I'd like to see where he went after that. Right. So I want to see him get out of Cinnabon and stop being Gene. Maybe yeah, I don't know. We'll maybe see. he's doing something 
Maybe he's like, I'm like, maybe he's got some long con that he's like doing at the Cinnabon. I was thinking of like, send him like the most epic slip and fall ever or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, well, like hey, at least, he's, like, at least he's not uh, stationed at Baskin Robbins because they yeah. always find out. Oh, they, they do? They always find out they Baskin do? Robbins. I didn't know that. Yeah. So don't slip and fall at Baskin yeah, Robbins. They found right. out Paul Rudd was Ant-Man or whatever and it was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping we get a we get a bit of that relationship dynamic stuff between Kim and Jimmy Eventually, we're going to have to meet up, obviously, with the characters from the Breaking Bad series and Saga. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah. How much we'll get into that if, like, it's going to be one of those things it's where- It's probably going to be more so They do, like, an initial season. connect and then it, like, fades out or something. Yeah. It fades to white or something. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, there isn't really much left for the HHM stuff. They're kind of doing nah, their own thing now. it's kind of done, I feel like. Yeah, which that was a great story in and of itself, and obviously Chuck's done. Yeah. Without the introduction of new characters and new plot points- I don't really know Jimmy's where else probably going to get his. Jimmy's probably going to get his settlement uh, yeah. eventually because they said it will happen eventually. Right. But maybe that's what he's waiting for, and that's what will eventually fund his. You know, better call Saul, uh, Saul Goodman, l- lawyer, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, um, as a whole, uh, I like this episode. I'd probably give it an eight. Okay, I give it a little lower. I'd hate to break. I've only done it for one other episode, but this one would actually break into like seven. You're breaking point. bad on it. You're breaking bad. I'm breaking it down to seven point six. Eh, that's not that much lower. Whatever. I know, but I feel bad doing that for the series because I really do enjoy it. I was it's looking okay. at the numbers. We talked about this. Their numbers are. I mean, they're still one of the highly, most highly ranked shows on AMC, but their numbers have been going kind of steadily down each season. And this last season was their lowest overall ratings and numbers and viewers for the entire time. So, yeah. um. I would think that you know maybe they're going to quit. Glad the quitting's good. It's not like yeah. the numbers have gone ridiculously low, but they're they were pulling in the threes and the twos million yeah. type. Now they're close to like mid ones, one point five, and they're 1. still 6. a high performer for AMC. Yeah, so beyond the Walking Dead, which is just like the juggernaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Walking Dead, nothing can touch that. Yeah, um, except for the Walking Dead, except for yeah, which is killing itself <laughs> right now. It's um, being devoured by its own self. It's like a walking it's eating TV itself show alive. Yeah, yeah it's scary. Um, <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, that's that's cool. So we'll we'll, we'll keep you the... updated on that when we go back to Better Call Saul next yeah. year and when season four kicks around. Anything else you want to add? No. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that wraps up Better Call Saul, and we'll pick that up next year. Uh, next, I actually want to take a look at what would you guess something? What would you give the season as a whole before we move on to that? The whole. Oh, I really liked it. Um, because probably an eight point eight. Okay. Yeah, there was, I mean, it was extreme. For this season, like, all the other seasons have been mostly high the whole time. This one had, like, higher highs and lower lows than ever before. But I think it averages out to about an 8.5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not too different. Okay, sorry. Moving on. No, you're good. Moving on. So, I, I actually, I wanted to check out a new show because I'd seen it being promoted. Um, and it's The Mist, which is on Spike TV, mm-hmm. which I don't ever watch Spike TV, so okay. which is kind of a funny thing. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, let's see what they can do. And what they're doing, and I guess what they're doing is, I thought it was going to be like a, a re- like an ongoing TV series, but it turns out it's just a mini series, and it's a one season, one mm-hmm. and done, six episode thing. Oh, wow. Um, which is very surprising. Usually they try to stretch stuff right. like that that as like that out as much as they can. Right. So the it's based off the Stephen King novel. Uh, right. novel. The the premise is an unex, unexplained missile envelops the city of Bridgeton, Maine, creating mm-hmm. an almost impenetrable barrier. Maybe that's part of it. Sorry. Go ahead. To visibility, 
a barrier to visibility, the residents of the town soon learn the situation is even more precarious as hidden within the mist are numerous monsters of various sizes that attack and kill anything that moves. So I'm thinking that might be part of it too, though, because Stephen King is kind of known for his like short run projects on television yeah the lumineers I mean, you had it, it. Yeah. you had uh langoliers langoliers sorry yeah. langoliers, <laughs> langoliers you lumineers had, are had, a band <laughs> yeah i mean he's kind of known for his like made for tv kind of long right. running so maybe that maybe he the would only beast. give them the rights to do it yeah, yeah um way. so so with this is interesting because i really i actually am a fan a big fan of the mist film that came out in 2007 with mm-hmm. thomas jane um uh, Sam Witwer and a bunch of other people. I thought it was really, really cool, even though the end was the most depressing thing I'd ever seen in a film uh, in my life. <laughs> At that point or ever? At that point. Okay, because I haven't seen it. It's, oh, it's it's incredibly depressing. Wow. Um, but it was really, really good, super engaging. It, it takes you down the like the mindset of like how terrible people could be in extreme situations and yeah. gives you the different elements of, of all of that stuff. Yeah. And it was really cool. The monsters were pretty sweet. Um, and so... I really like the movie. The ending, I just, I have to stop watching it before I get to the <laughs> ending because it's just super oh, depressing. Again, this is where it ends. Yes, exactly. This is how I would end this thing. Okay, There done. are certain movies and shows that I've done that with right. that I've seen once before and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. And especially shows that have a you're really like, bad ending. <laughs> you're like the Titanic. Stop. Yeah. It's not going to sink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, like a good example for a show is like Dexter. That's, yeah. That show ends at like season five to me. Yep. Like. Once that season happens, end of the show. Yeah, I, I was actually know. season four and done this for me, but it, yeah. it, that would be even really depressing if that were the case. But, exactly, yeah. It's um, like I had to get through the, the season. Maybe like, season yeah. four and episode of two, two episodes of season five or something. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> but um, so I, I got a chance to, um, the only, only the first episode is aired, but they actually released the first three online. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a chance to check out the the first three episodes because it, I saw it was getting really good reviews yes. from some people that are really getting pretty good rankings. Yeah. That I really, um, admire and oh my gosh, I couldn't have been more disappointed with any really. With, yeah. I was really disappointed and still am disappointed. That I'm going to finish it. That was a Shyamalan twist there. You're setting this up for like this big thing and they're like, man, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I, I text you this. Remember what I told you it was like? Uh, I don't, you don't remember. No. Okay. I said it. I said, I text you and I was like, Dude, this thing is like if Lifetime had to make this movie and they're trying to make it way more dramatic than it had to be or they're just trying to make it edgy. I didn't remember you saying me that. That's funny though. Yeah, it, it felt like a Lifetime. The acting is is mediocre at best. Most times it's subpar. Wow. Um, the characters, I don't care for any of them. We're three episodes in. I don't care for any of them. So this is rare, by the way. This is getting on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 63% from critics and it's got a 30 Four percent from audience. That's why I'm I'm on the audience side of it. I I I think the acting is bad. It's not engaging. Some of the horror elements that they're trying to make it a horror isn't really working, and they're trying to go for some shock factor. There was maybe one cool thing that I liked with with some one of the effects, like some some person's jaw had been ripped off, and they yeah, were trying like to the, talk. The big promo photo that I keep seeing is right. like the people up against the glass, and their jaws like, and, ah. and that was it. And yeah. and there are some other elements that are kind of cool, but um. It's it's really weak. I'm like really that. disappointed by That's it. Weird. It's very rare for this type of a, 
like project, like an action horror suspense thing, that you would get that low audience score and this high of a critic score. Yeah, my so pers- one of the critics I really really liked that, uh, and I totally agree with most of the stuff that that they go on. They were like, "This is must watch television." Wow. I'm like, "No way! <laughs> this is must not watch yeah. television." Oh, and Said just Matt. because I am a completionist like yes. you are, Joel, yeah. I will finish it. <laughs> it stinks when you're like that, but yeah, wow. Um, I don't know. Now I'm kind of like wanting to watch it because it's like after seeing that and seeing like the polar, I'd like to see if I have a different appreciation from it from you, sir. There are really weird. Um, some of the effects, like the fog effects, fog, the mist effects, um, are, are bad. Like they're almost like you can tell they're just walking around in the daytime and there's no smoke. Do you feel like they're doing any of that on purpose? You know, because it's like... They're making it look like yeah, not real? Like, well, it looks like bad CG. <laughs> Maybe not that. But, like, sometimes they purposefully parody or satire something no i feel like they're trying too hard and they're not doing a good job okay that's how i feel right now Hmm. maybe maybe they pull it together in the next three episodes but but the next three episodes don't air for like three weeks so yeah i I won't even be able to talk about it for then but um Hmm. i'm just really bummed out about it um and i want to go back and watch a movie because i feel like it's 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 a much better project except for the ending yes we'll (laughs) stop that thing about five minutes out from the end and then we'll be good. Yeah. Um, just but, send me that last little bit of the movie. And since I don't know anything preceding it, I'll just watch that last little bit. And I'll be like, oh, it's not that sad I th- to be. No, I think you'll still think it's really? sad. It's wow. really depressing. Wow. <laughs> uh, and me being a father, it's... it's it oh, w- see, it, if kids it would, are involved... It would affect would be... me in a really negative way. Yeah. But I... Um, yeah. Anyways... The one thing that's bugs me and that I've noticed it a few times is that there are some really bad, it seems like there's really bad, either terrible acting or really bad ADR, hmm. um, which is, uh, for you people who don't know ADRs, it's automated dialogue replacement. And yeah. oftentimes, and it's not uncommon. It's very oft- common, especially in films. Right. So Almost 90% of the dialogue usually is ADR. Really? Films, I didn't yeah. think it was that much. It is, yeah. Okay, so what ADR is, is oftentimes on set, you can't either get the sound um, or maybe I, the... I'm talking about huge budget, like super high budget action right. type pro- projects, yes. But most like indie type things, not necessarily. So I, I'm. So what it is is... Films, television shows, no. Right. Television shows, so that's not that way. for the most part, uh, you know, the, the crew, film crew tries to get the best audio from their actors yeah. and tries to, you know... But sometimes it doesn't come through, whether they're having mic right. issues or whether there's other sounds happening there's in the background. There's a lot of reasons for it. There's different things that you want to do with the audio. That yeah. If you're in an environment, sometimes that it doesn't allow for it. And there's a lot you can do to um, edit it and to get better quality. I'm sorry, I'm going way too far into this. <laughs> but as a person that does these types of productions, um, there's a lot you can do to the audio to kind of clean it up. Yeah. And But... Lav mics are notoriously bad, even not professional highest grade quality ones of just like having interference and clicks and they, you know, rustle and boom mics are great, but they get a lot of environmental noise. Even a yeah. great boom person can kind of miss it. And there's just some shots that you can't like, especially wide shots, you can't. And so they'll hide mics on people yeah. all the time and hair and clothes. But most of the time they end up doing an ADR because you can get a better controlled sound. You can make it sound better in the environment that it's there. And it just, it, it just generally, it so sounds the, a lot cleaner. Right. So the actors better. come in and they re-record their dialogue on top of what right. they're already saying. Right. Basically. So they'll use the recordings they get in the actual yeah. moment as scratch audio to re-record from and also to use for editing purposes. Right, exactly. Until they can get the ADR done. Exactly. Um, and 
what bad ADR is, is when you can tell yeah. that it's not lined up yeah. with their mouth. <laughs> like if you're watching a foreign film that's overdubbed with a different language, you can tell that it's just like, what? Is yeah, <laughs> it's kind of got that feel to it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're really trying to tackle some tough issues right off the get-go of this show, and it's not really landing very well. <laughs> and, and, and a character development's weak sauce. And yeah, so I'm really bummed out. I, my first three episodes, if I have to rate it, I give it like a 3.5. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try and check out one episode. I really don't have any interest. This isn't my kind of show, but like after it's hearing not everything scary. you're saying. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of some Stephen King stuff. Some of it, I'm just kind of like, me. Joel, I want to take you this fall Is to it? the movies to go see It. I no. think that would be tremendously. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I think that would be so fun. <laughs> You're going to get hurt if you take me to go see It. Not, hey, be like, not Joel, because I'm going like, to attack come you. Here. Uh, Spider-Man just, Homecoming 2 is coming out really early. It just happens to be playing in this theater that says really, it above it. Let's I just get, go watch this movie. I get really physical when I'm like, scared. <laughs> I have like that flight or flight reflex goes straight to fight. And it's just like fists start like flying. You would be that guy throwing popcorn And I've been working out like we're talking about. That's right, so. getting the con bod. <laughs> exactly. So I get the con bod, somebody's going to get hurt. Yep. In that theater, it might be the back of somebody's head, unfortunately, <laughs> and I might get beat up. But you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let us let us know what you think about uh, the mist if you're watching it. Um, and you can check out episodes one through th- one through three on Spike's uh, website. But there you um, go. Yeah. So I want to jump jump into another here. We're dumping <laughs> yeah, too. Want to dump into wow, another another it. show here? But you and I both got a chance to check out the first episode. Netflix yeah. actually recently releases. But yeah, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about dumps? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little. Down on this. Yeah, so we're talking about a show called Glow. This one, <laughs> Glow, I love the way I said that. Uh, the synopsis for this one is, it's a look at the personal and professional lives of a group of women who perform for a wrestling organization in Los Angeles. Uh, its creators are Liv Flava, Flive, sorry, almost mispronounced that, Carly Mensch. Um, you've also got Jinji Cohen, who's the showrunner for Orange is the New Black, and uh, Tara Herman who is an executive producer on it. Uh, you got a bunch of different actors. This is like a huge hodgepodge cast. Um, biggest names are probably Alison Brie, um, yeah. who I've recognized for, from a, obviously a bunch of other roles. I loved her in Community. I thought she was great. That's the only thing I really know her from. Yeah, um, Betty Gilpin, uh, Sidel Noel, uh, Brittany Young, Mark Moran, Britt Barron, uh, Kimmy Gatwood, uh, Suniti Mani. There's a bunch. I'm not going to go through all these names. But um, one of the things that I like about Netflix is that they're not afraid at times. And I think especially with the showrunner, um, um, the showrunner from Origin of the New Black and stuff, they're not afraid of kind of mixing uh, well-known faces in, on Netflix with talent that's kind of not really known yeah. and up and coming because they're they're pumping out so much content through Netflix, I feel like, that there's just there's more than enough for them to, to, to cast like big names in and to also put like kind of up and coming younger names that yeah. maybe haven't been discovered yet. Not necessarily younger people, but younger names. So I do like that about this show that they've casted some people in here that are kind of younger. I think one of the girls was, um, I don't know if you saw Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. But a uh, knives chow, yep. Scott Pilgrim, which I thought she was great in that show, in that movie. I haven't seen her in any projects since then, so it was cool to see her in this. And again, I like Alison Brie. I've seen her. The biggest thing I've seen her in was Community, and I always thought she was a good actress. She always plays the kind of the well in that show. She played the girl next door, um, very naive, innocent, with kind of a funny sense of comedic timing and reactionary. She's very reactionary, and I think that's one of the things that 
big I, reactionary. Right. That's sure. the thing that she does so well in her roles that I've seen her in that I've thought have worked well is she kind of bounces off situations and drama and tension very big. Um, and in a sense, that fits well because it's, you know, wrestling and you're going to have to have those big reactions. And then, yeah. so you and I have only seen the first episode, right? Yeah. only seen the first one. I've only seen the first episode. Um, I will say this. I had no expectations for it. I'll probably get like beat up from people for saying this. I only watched the first couple episodes of Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. There was just I just couldn't get into it. There was just something about it that just didn't it didn't right. pull me in. And I feel in a weird way the same way about this show. Yeah. There's a lot of good elements to it. I mean, it's well shot. I think the acting is good. There definitely were moments where it, it kind of had me laughing. Um but there's just something about it that's like it pushes me off and makes me feel like I'm not good enough for it. And I don't know what that is right at the moment. Do you get that same sense? Yeah. There's something odd about it to me too, that I can't really put my finger on. Yeah. Necessarily. Um, I, I, I felt, I mean, there were, there were a couple moments I, I laughed at. Some of the side characters were kind of funny to me. Some of the lines that they said, even though they're kind of outrageous, but it takes place in a semi like real world kind of yeah. a thing. Um, the show is like almost presumptuous in its nature. It's almost like, well, this is just it. This is the way that it is. And da da da. And it, I think at times that it's off putting for me. So I'm getting really like deep into, and it, it's not like I can necessarily put my finger on like a specific yeah. something, but it's more of just the relationships and the way that it treats certain things and certain aspects where it's just kind of. I can appreciate it in a way because it's definitely different than a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not yeah. like for this type of a project where it's obviously they're going for more of like an edgy kind of like no holes barred look at like these women and yeah. what they experience and how they go through. Like it's not edgy in that regard. And we can't talk too much about the whole project, obviously, because we've just seen yeah. the first episode. So, I yeah. mean, it could very well be an amazing thing and critics certainly like it. So yeah. it's, it's, um, it's something that you know we might get huge ratings right now. It's kind of like ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing about this this show, and maybe it appeals to a different kind of audience than than what I am usually falling into. But sure. This by this kind of show, especially where it's going to be like, I don't know. It's it's about wrestling. It's about these women, and it's based on true story. These women that sort of formed their own sort of wrestling group. I don't know a lot about wrestling, but well, it's formed by um, a, a director, right? Who, yeah, who, as everybody knows these days, pretty much wrestling is all fake. Yeah, they fake it all, and they create these characters and these identities that kind of they play out. It's like a, a soap opera yeah. in a sense, but like an athletic soap opera, if you yeah. will, which is really weird, but it works for some people. And I've never been a big fan of it, but some people love it. Um, a lot of people so, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So they created. I'm not attacking him at all. So, but they, they've created like the female version of it in the show. And so Allison Breeze, this character who's this up and coming wannabe actress that's getting into this. She's getting kind of booked or like sent for auditions for the same kind of role over and yeah. over and over again. It's like a secretary and da, da da but she's this weird girl. And that was like one of the things that was presumptuous to me. It's like, she's weird because she's weird and she's different. And I'm like, she she's felt, not, she isn't, she's not doing anything yeah. to me that felt all that weird from any of the other women that I know. Yeah. You know, maybe she's willing to like say things at times in a way that is a little bit different. And attack like the norms, but it didn't really feel like anything was like that different. In she re- seemed like know? her like an exag like uh, maybe a little bit less exaggerated version of her character from Community. That's what I felt like. Her style, yes. I mean, her 
because she had like in community she was like an, an innocent girl with like you but know as the show went on but she as a, became way more like uh that innocence and kind of like right. naivety kind of went away a little bit right. she became a little bit more aggressive and assertive absolutely um and i felt like that's kind of what we got a little bit more of it's here. like a older version that's also from an earlier time right somehow um and so i i had, I had a and maybe just because that's really the the only main project I've seen her in. Yeah. I had a hard time disconnecting that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I kept uh, thinking Chevy Chase was going to show up and make some like, yeah. you know, terrible joke or something yeah. like that. But oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. So what I was going to say, like, because I was going into talking about the whole show and its creation, what I was really going to say is that it it is based in reality. So I understand why they're going this direction, but it is grounded. And they kind of broke into like my favorite part of that first episode was the part where they broke into the fantasy um, where she's wrestling with, I forget the other girl. This is at the very end, yeah. Right, at the very end of the episode, and it's this surreal world where they're kind of like these characters, like the director's seeing them. Like he's as imagining them. He's yeah. imagining it. And that was fun and stupid. And I will say this about the show as well. This is not for you know younger viewers. Not at all, yeah. There's nudity, it's sex, there's you know, definitely language and coarse humor and stuff. So I, I'm, I didn't enjoy it because of that, because it was obviously very sexual. Right. You know, he's seeing them in a very sexual. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm trying to not like be like that gross. Per- like right, I didn't right, enjoy right, it because right. of that. I just enjoyed it for its over the topness and its yeah. ridiculous nature, because you're dealing with a topic that, and that's the comments I keep seeing from him. It's like I'm so glad that they're finally like bringing this to light that these women did. The- you're. It's a show about wrestling. It's a. It's like they're trying to make the wrestler the show, like the movie, the wrestler, the show, but with girls. And I didn't like, I don't like it. I don't like it for that. I kind of want it more over the top. I kind of want it a little bit more community, community and yeah. silly. And I don't know, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's the same reason I didn't get into Orange is the New Black as much, which I, maybe they take it there I don't know, later on. I maybe, don't know, maybe, maybe we're only in the first episode there. here. So, right. and I usually like to give at least three episodes. Yeah. And I'm also saying a lot of bad things here. I don't want people thinking that I'm just like bashing on the show. I want to give it I'm just talking about things that I'm I'm hesitant with and I'm not excited about right. before you know moving into these next because you know you form an opinion I just can't help it I'm a critic I, yeah. <laughs> form, <laughs> I form opinions on stuff um, I'm hoping that the characters get into their move into grow into their roles a little bit and part of that larger than life thing for me is that I need and there's there's tidbits of it but like I need the characters to kind of take on a, a bigger persona in a sense, my favorite kind of come into their own a little bit more. You my know? favorite part was when she's like, "All right, um, so so what's our background? Like, you know, let's yeah. let's get into character because that's yeah. something as actors we hear all the time. Like, you know, hey, figure out your background before you come into the audition. That was hilarious. And, and then I was like, rank. that's kind of funny. She gets in there yeah, and she's, she's like, like, no, no, yeah. she's all over dramatic, right? Like, I thought that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Yeah, it's stuff like that that kind of breaks out of that like realistic style i really didn't enjoy yeah. and i think the over topness of the director being this like like horrible guy yeah, yeah yeah but like an idiot and like a horrible guy was like really funny like the when he was like struggling to get out of the the ring and he's like oh son of a yeah. like you know like i thought that was really <laughs> yeah. funny and stuff too i don't know maybe i'm just maybe i just like really base humor maybe that's yeah, just i don't problem. know i've seen too many of these r-rated movies that we're trying to review on the podcast and it's affected my humor style. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so um, if that I de- can't be true, if man. I had to rate this just the first episode, I give it a five. Yeah, I go a little higher. I give it maybe a six. Okay, but cool. Yeah, we'll see next two we episodes. Shall see. At least dose more. 
Yeah. Talk about taking a dump. Dose more. <laughs> okay. It's going really, going really bad here. <laughs> well, it's actually kind of late for us right now, Joel. So we are, you know, having a good old time here. Yeah. But um, yeah, hey, so that's going to wrap up our episode of Tube Talk. And uh, if you had some thoughts on what we had to talk about, if you checked out The Mist, uh, Glow, the finale of Better Call Saul, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen in the fourth season? Let us know. Email us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Real Review Media and um, our website, realreviewmedia.com. Email realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, anything else you got to add to that, Joel? Nope, I'm good. That's it. Well, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>